Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Delighted to be with you once again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy to connect with people all over the country, all over the United States, in other parts of the world. It's so nice to have this opportunity to be together. Over these months that we have been gathering for Dream Leapers Inspiration, we have gathered quite a unique following of folks from the East Coast, the West Coast, from the Netherlands, from different parts of Europe. Uh, It's nice, from England. It's very nice to know that people choose to come together to fellowship and to connect in ways that we can inspire each other to reach our goals, to be our best, no matter what, that we have made a conscious decision that we are going to live our best lives and continue to choose, to choose, to choose to be inspired for our own good and for the good of humanity. And I am sure you know that that kind of choice is not the choice that people make every day. Oh, yes, and there's my girl Jackie Thornton from Baltimore. Some of you know that I am from Baltimore, proudly from Baltimore. Um, half of my family is still there. Uh, my friend Wendell. <laughs> See, once you start going, who's here, who's here? But um, I'm going to tell you about Baltimore and then tell you a little bit about Wendell and then keep moving. I've lived in New York for more than 30 years, but Baltimore is my home. My Half of my family is there. Most important, my 90-year-old mother is there. And I just say the number because it's such a thrilling number. But she is Doris Cole, uh, sunshine, sunshine, love, brilliance, happiness, always choosing joy. And I'm so grateful that she is here with us. And, and so I'm so incredibly connected to Baltimore. Wendell and I have been on a journey together since our children um, pretty much started school. Uh, We were in one school together for many years and now in high school together, working with the leadership to ensure that our children have the best education possible, the best social experiences possible, so that we can prepare them to be the leaders that we need them to be. Oh, I'm seeing more friends. Florida, Daryl, who's worked with me for more than 10 years. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here. Part of why I wanted to acknowledge a few people who are joining is, as I began, to to say it's very special to create this community of people who choose to come together to be inspired and to go out and inspire others. That is not always a choice that people make. Every single one of us is challenged by different things that occur in the course of a day, a week, a month, a moment. I've also discovered just in this period of COVID where that's when I started the Dream Leapers Inspiration series, this Facebook Live series, just during this time, as we have had so much negativity, I mean, just the disease itself has killed 
I think it's 200,000 Americans so far and many, many more over the world. That is horrific and hurts our hearts and our souls. And most of us have been affected directly, uh, either having had the disease ourselves, having friends and family members who have had the, the disease, hopefully most who have recovered, but we know many have not. So there's the heavy weight and reality of the disease, the impact financially, so many people out of work, so much flux, but at the same time, there have been blessings. And I think it's important to understand that even in the worst of times, there are blessings. Taking nothing away from the dramatic negative impact of this particular tragedy in our lives. But when you pay attention and look and notice in your own life and in the lives of people around you, where have the blessings been? Where have they been? What have they been for you? And do you acknowledge that you have had blessings, that, that there has been sunshine in the midst of the darkness? Do you? I have many things that have occurred that I can be grateful for that they've occurred during this challenging time. Um, many of you know I spent six weeks away from um, my home in Harlem with my family. We were blessed to be able to go to a tiny little apartment in our favorite community in the Hamptons and Sag Harbor Hills. We quarantined with a tiny community of people whom we've known for a long time. We socially distanced ourselves and we got to be where we feel whole, by the water, at the beach, still working, grateful to be working, but in a place where we felt safe and rejuvenated. I would never have been able to do that if we weren't living in these times, because normally I go to my clients. I'm always in motion. I'm getting on a plane between New York and LA a lot. I'm going to different clients' offices to offer coaching services, for which I'm incredibly grateful. And, and when it is busy, I am moving. My movement, much like you guys, has been in front of this computer. <laughs> finding the Zoom square or whatever the video conferencing uh, uh, technology is. Remembering to stand up because we could sit down all day to engage in this way. Having to stand up and refresh in order to have the brain power to stay focused in this little box. But because that was true, I was able to move three hours away from Manhattan and still work and be with my family and rejuvenate. That is a blessing. What have the blessings been for you during this time? Do you think about that? I think it's important for us to regularly acknowledge the reality of where we are, whatever that is, look to see what we should be doing to refine, improve, expand, or narrow sometimes our focus and count our blessings. It's important. 
Now, in the, in, in the space of all of that, if we tell ourselves the truth, there are times when we worry. I don't know anybody who has a time where worry doesn't exist. At least a moment, a glimmer of worry. Some of us can get bogged down in worry. Can It can feel like quicksand drawing us down without the ability to rise up and reach up. I learned years ago, and I'm giving you today one of my quotes, instead of worrying, make a plan. I see Daryl's on here. He knows. I say that all the time. Instead of worrying, make a plan. Why? The moment you realize that you're worrying, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't figure it out. I mean, sometimes the worry gets so bad that people question if life is worth it. We know that during this dark stain on humanity, this, this pandemic, there have been many people who literally have taken their lives out of worry about money, about health, about decisions that they've made that weren't smart, through uh, mental health crises that have their vision and spirit clouded. This is real. Worry and lack of faith can cause people to make choices that can be devastating and permanent. I say to you, when you realize that you're worrying about something, decide that you're going to lift yourself out of it and make a plan that you can take action in that will help guide your steps somewhere else. Now, easier said than done, right? Sure. But it's in the moment of conscious awareness that we have the choice to do whatever it is we want to do. It's only then. So for no matter who you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how creative you are, it is only when you are aware, awake to what's happening in the moment that you can make a conscious choice to do something else. So if you find yourself wallowing in worry, oh my God, I lost my job. I'm not well. I've gained 19 pounds in the COVID-19, whatever it is. When you, you are swirling in that, you're stuck in that, and then you have this glimmer, uh-oh, this is what's happening for me. That's when you make a plan. And how do you make a plan? Um, I go back to all this wisdom that I've learned from my mother, my father, my grandmother, but I think of my mother a lot with this wisdom. It is when you, when you count your blessings, literally, I mean, write them down. When you, when you feel so brittle that you don't think there are any blessings, start writing them down. So starting with, I woke up this morning, check, that's a blessing. It is. A lot of people didn't. I got out of bed, blessing. I'm ambulatory. Or if you're not, however you're moving, you're moving. If you got to sit up in bed, that's better than lying down in bed. Uh, I have a roof over my head. There are people in my life who love me. Sometimes we get so uh, stuck in the dark, we don't even realize that there are people who love us. Has that ever happened to you? If I tell you the honest truth, it has happened to me. Now, that's crazy, right? I know there are people who love me. But there have been moments, if I tell you the truth, which I do, when 
the, the blinders were so close that I didn't feel loved. And then I have to remind myself, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's start with my husband, my daughter, who live with me. I know they love me. Let's go to my mother, my sisters, and, you know, family, and then friends, people right here. Sometimes you have to write it down and count it out because you could feel so uh, caught up in the darkness that you don't realize it. And, and uh, someone wrote here, yes, mean people suck. Yes, sometimes people are mean. And guess what? When people are mean, it's usually because they feel something that is contracting in them. They feel something that's telling them they don't have enough. They need more. And then they may want what you have or they feel jealous of what you have. When you find yourself worrying about your own being, about your relationships, about your job, about your health, about your future, when you realize that's happening, pause and decide that you're going to do something about it. So this happened to me many times, but once that I'll share with you, and I actually wrote about it, I'm pretty sure it was in my book, Choosing Truth, which is about the spiritual journey. And <clears throat> I was, I've been an entrepreneur for many years. And so for many entrepreneurs, it sort of goes up and down. Sometimes things are great. Sometimes things are not. Things meaning work and resources, money. So this was a dry spell. I wasn't making much money. There was a point when I had three big clients who had kept me very busy and they very naturally, the contracts ended at the same time. Nobody fired me, nothing like that. It was just, I had a time for the project and it ended. And my bad, I didn't really pay close enough attention to notice that these contracts were going to be ending in just about the same time. So I've learned to do my best to not let that happen again. But in that moment, I was like, oh my God, not again, not again. I started feeling contracted, not again. And I wondered in, in a feeling of panic, what am I gonna do? Like, this is getting old, the, the, this cycle of getting to a point and then being in that panic mode, what am I gonna do? I need to do something different so I'm not in that space. And so I started in, in the space of counting my blessings. I started thinking about what I'm good at. And I'm suggesting this to you. If you get in that space, and we all do, instead of worrying, the plan is starting with, what am I good at? What have I made money doing that I'm good at? And that's when, in, my, in this particular moment, it was about work. Whatever it is, it could be it could be about health, it could be about fitness, it could be about family relationships, your child's education, whatever. I'm just using this example for myself because it actually happened. And I started writing down what I'm good at. And my career started for me as a writer. And I have become a good writer. I've practiced. I've refined my writing skills. At that point, uh, I'd probably written about maybe five books. So now I've written seven. And I only say that to say, you know, if you stick to it, you can make it happen. 
So let's say I'd written five books, four or five books, and I, I realized, oh, <laughs> what I'm good at is writing. Now, anybody who's an author who wants to be an author knows writing is not, that's one part. Then you have to sell it and you have to get it out to an audience. But I'd done that before, so I knew the process. And I decided it's time to write a book. And so I contacted my agent because I still had an agent and I pitched a number of book ideas and I sold a book. And then I started working on it. So instead of worrying, make a plan. That didn't mean that in five minutes there was going to be money flowing into my coffers. It did mean that instead of wallowing in worry, I did something. I took action that would provide resources over time. Do you see the point? So what is it for you? What are you worrying about? Are you worrying about anything? If you're not, you could just listen to this and share these ideas with other people who you know are worrying. But there's a very good chance there's something stirring inside of you that may be a little bit uncomfortable, that you have put to the side, you've squashed, you, um, you, know, you don't want to look at it because you're not sure what to do with it. Bring it to the surface. Bring that worry thing to the surface. Look at it. And then figure out what can you do to eliminate it, to balance it out, to figure out a way forward. Right? That's what we're looking to do. Dream Leapers Inspiration is about being inspired over and over and over again to be your greatest, to be your best self. And that means obstacles that stand in your way, you cannot ignore them. You have to face them and figure out how to conquer them, how to conquer them, how to welcome them to take a back seat, how to sweep them aside, how to eliminate them, whatever it requires. Sometimes it's ignoring them and moving forward. Whatever it is, figure it out. Instead of worrying, make a plan. I promise you it works. And what it calls for, though, is for you to take a look inside, to notice your greatness, and to call it forth. Now, I recognize that me saying this is very different from me doing it or you doing it. When we feel contracted, we usually don't feel great. When we feel contracted, we notice the mean comments. We notice the people who look like rock stars in our world. We can often feel jealous, um, less than. You know, I was just watching that, um, what is it called? It's not the social contract, but you know that thing about the internet. It's on Netflix right now, which I recommend you watch. Maybe not today if you're worrying. <laughs> But part of what they talk about is that many of us, young people and older, are being manipulated by what we find on these devices, what we read, what we, what we view, the comments that people make or don't about our lives because we engage them in, in a way just as we're doing right now. People have judgments and comments or not. And, and we value ourselves based upon how many people like us or like what we said or engage us in this way. 
this was created as a means of manipulating people and it works to a certain extent. You've heard me say the balance of humanity and technology is something we need to constantly be working at so that we don't get uh, sucked in to a belief that we that our value is attached to other people. It's hard to do. And so in those tender moments, stop looking at those comments. Stop looking outside to see what somebody else is doing and whether you measure up. Stop being judgmental of other people when truly what is better is for you to, I say when you're pointing your finger this way, wrestle it around and point it at yourself and ask yourself, what is my responsibility in this moment? What can I do to make the moment better? Instead of worrying, I'm going to make a plan to move forward. And the plan should be in measurable steps. If you make this big plan, like when I said, I'm going to write a book. I'm, I, well, I told myself, what I do best is writing, so I need to write something. And by the way, it was first write something. That's the general. Then it's like, oh, I should write a book. But also, as I'm recalling this, it was also uh, at the time I was independent. I wasn't working. Uh, I was working for myself. And I contacted all of the magazine editors that I knew over the years and pitched ideas. And so not only did I have a book that I was writing, but I got contracts to write uh, articles for websites, articles for publications. I got writing jobs. That's important to share because it wasn't just a book. Measurable bites, measurable uh, points on your checklist. That's what you need to put there so that you have small victories. Your small victories help you to have more confidence, help you to tap more deeply into your greatness, help you to uncloud your mind so that you can see, oh yeah, this is what I'm good at. And what I want to be better at, I can become better at because I've checked off these boxes and become a little better each day. Does that make sense to you? It really works. And what is the alternative? If you just decide and it may not be conscious, but sometimes it is. If you just go, oh, like, okay, you see what I'm doing? You know what this feels like. Some of you might be doing it now. You're crunched over. You're not sitting up. You collapse your lungs into your belly. You, you want to fall asleep. You don't want to get out of bed. I had a friend who told me, oh, I just have to take to my bed. Literally, when she was worried about things, she would just get in the bed and go to sleep. Now, for some people, that's a refuge. For her, it was a hideout. When you feel your body collapsing, when you feel your brain shrinking, that's a sign that you're not doing the right thing. You need to sit up. I hear my mother, sit up straight, girls. Shoulders back, spine elongated, you know, head on your shoulders right. Breathe. Tell yourself you don't have to stay in that space. When you're mad and the, the anger, the, the emotion is like on fire inside of your head and your heart, drink some water, take some breaths, calm down, 
Don't start pointing your finger and your tongue at others and lashing out at them. It never works. You hear me? It never works for you to lash out at people when you're in the throes of emotion. Never. It creates fires, just like those awful fires in California. Don't create a fire within your being that you ignite in others. Did you hear that? Don't create a fire within your being that you ignite in others. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't create a fire within your being that you ignite in others. Why did I repeat it three times? Because we do it all the time. You can share one negative thought about someone in your world, and that can spread like wildfire. You know how it works, and you can't contain it. You might have had a negative thought about someone, shared it with one person, and you've amended your thoughts, but nobody knows. They just know that wildfire thought that you let spin out of control and touch too many lives. When you're in that space, calm down, go inside, take some breaths, connect to the greatness inside of you. Allow yourself to be still and look for a way to handle the situation with self-control and with a positive vision for the future. It doesn't mean that instantly things happen. I mean, we know in the world of politics, we keep praying for things to be a certain way and working toward it and, and taking positive actions and trying to be reasonable with others. And sometimes it doesn't work. But that doesn't mean you give up. That just means you keep getting up, keep getting creative, and maintain the discipline to put forth the positive. What did Michelle Obama says? say? When they go low, we go high. Not so easy to do. But it's the only way to heal our world. So instead of worrying, make a plan that is good for you and for your world. Don't make a selfish plan. Make a plan that, of course, takes care of you and includes others. It's not a but, it's an and. What's your plan going to be? What are you worrying about? Put that worry in front of you and tell yourself, okay, here's my plan for diminishing that worry. What is it? Write it down. Be honest with yourself. And then work toward making a better moment for yourself right now. We are worth it. You are worth it. The more that we do to make our lives better and to touch other people's lives with goodness, and instead of igniting flames, we envelop people with love and support and compassion. And then we see what that change looks like. It's a huge opportunity. There is a huge opportunity before us to make positive change that ripples like waves in the water all around the world. We have that power. That collective power that starts with our individual power. Instead of worrying, 
make a plan. Make a plan, y'all. Don't just think about it. Take action. Do it. You are worth it. We are worth it. Are we ready? Today, make a plan for something. Make it small enough in small enough steps that you can complete one of them at least today. Revisit it tomorrow. Check off another point on the list. You will feel so good about yourself. And as you slowly transform you, others notice that and it inspires them to do the same for themselves. See how it works? All right, guys. Love being with you. Thank you for sharing this very precious moment with me. I hope you are leaving, being inspired to leap into your greatness, to be your very best, to be conscious and intentional with everything that you do today. Make it count. We deserve it. Namaste.